Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Queer State of Mind. We have a full house today, and we have so much to talk about, y'all. There's so much happening in the world. Stay tuned. We're going to have a gay old time, but we're going to talk about everything. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hello, hello, everyone. How you doing today? Hey, Miss Carmel. Hey, Miss Carmel. How are you? Yes, yeah, she is doing uh, her official duty um, for the first real time. Because the first time I did this, you know, that was a hot mess. My my internet in my house. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm so happy to see how are you doing today, uh, Mr. Ron. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Miss Marquis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Oh, yes. We, we chatted <laughs> Whatever, a little, bitch. I'm sorry. Through gritted teeth. We chatted <laughs> a, a little bit right before, honey. Ooh, uh, you guys came teeth. on here. And uh, Miss Rebecca, you look very beautiful. I wish you guys could see her. How are yes, you doing does. today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am blessing the rock, honey. Um, it's been a, a busy week. Good week, though. So. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's nice to know that uh, everything is happening, like, you know, and moving along for everyone. Well, before we get into a lot we have to talk about, this show is going to be on a little bit of the, a somber note, but not a sad note. We're going to have a good time and kick it anyway. There's just a lot happening in the world right now, and we just want to make sure we talk about everything. But funny enough, the song that I have been obsessed with for the past month is so... <laughs> It's so relevant right now, and that's the name of the show. Wow. When I started, I said, oh, my God, Duran's going to love this. It literally is the most relevant feature track. Well, no, actually, when I saw the on. rundown, the name of the show, too, I was like, really, bitch? This girl is just obsessed with the with this damn song. But then I thought, I was just like, well, it is relevant. I mean, it makes sense. Ooh, right. What is ex- it? Exactly. To the, to the world around us. Right, to the world. So the song I've picked that I am completely <clears throat> obsessed with is uh, the Pussycat Dolls' latest song called React, which came out last year. Mm. And it's pretty much about reacting to something. But the theme of the song is, you know, Rebecca, I don't know if she participates in this, is a woman who wants her man to fight her. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The song oh. is about a woman who wants her man to fight her. No, that's not my ministry, honey. Yeah, 
It's literally, <laughs> she's mad that he, she, the one the, the lines in the song as you hear, she says, you make, you turning me cruel because I'm just wanting you to react. Well, no, I get oh, that Lord. part, honey, because the man I'm married to is <laughs> booked. Okay, right. he is unbothered boots. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway, we're going to get into the music right now. So you're going to be listening to the Pussycat Dolls react, react on Queer State of Mind Radio Free Brooklyn. When I get messed up at the party, I make a scene and get upset. But when I wake up in the morning, you bring me breakfast in bed and act like there's nothing to forget. Maybe I should count my blessings that you're just that tight. So call me masochistic, but sometimes I want to fight. Every time I leave, you pull me closer. I hang up the phone, you call me back. Why don't you mess me around like you're supposed to? You're telling me cool cause I'm just wanting you to react you guys think i like you know yeah. 
<laughs> Timely. <laughs> yeah, right. And Mar- Marquee, funny but enough. But I'm in- leaving it there. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough. God, you see, I, I was a, a, a conduit today because they literally, their situation, I'm like, oh my God. I just thought about that. <laughs> okay, Miss Cleo. <laughs> I was right here in everybody's head in that sense. So me mm. and Duran always kind of talk about this and it's really, really funny. We always said, uh, well, I always said, I said, if there were, there were ever a group um, in, whatchamacallit, a girl group battle of the bands of the people who are after uh, um, TLC, like uh, um, Pussycat Dolls would be the only one that could, uh, uh, that could defeat Destiny's Child <laughs> on the given day. Uh, on the given day. Do we have this conversation or do you have this conversation upon me? No, no, we had a conversation. We just we, we had a conversation. We said like, the, the how Destiny's Child will win the competition is they're going to wear beautiful gowns and sit in a circle and sing their asses off because the PCD could never do it. But if they all hit the dance floor together, it's a wrap. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a wrap for Destiny's Child because a wrap that. Beyonce, you have girl, never I'll... in your life seen anyone's leg extend. <laughs> Oh. As like far mother- up and over as them doggone pussy got dolls, hey. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce be like, girl, I'm sorry, I got my own career growth. I can't help you with this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She said, I, she said, I already defeated Nicole, honey. Bye bye. I saw the Pussycat Dolls in concert. They opened for the Black Eyed Peas. Shop. Mm. <laughs> they were way better than the people they opened for, God bless them. Oh. I mean, they just were, honey. They yeah. gave me my whole life. I said, Excuse me, ma'am, where did that leg come from and how far can you stretch it? Mother right. blonde hair. Mother yeah. crazy blonde hair. Yes. That's what That's... she's known for. Uh-huh. But okay. If you guys get a chance, check check out the video for um that song react. Did do a move. It's called the, the Year's the Cootie, that's why I call it. Oh yeah. It is it, it's, it's, it's one on nasty. Well, speaking of nastiness, we um mm. gotta talk about the going on in the world. So as you know. Yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago? Possibly. Um, at there the time was, of the recording. Yeah, at the time of the recording, yes. Um, a gentleman who claims to have a sex addiction. Not a gentleman. Yeah, I don't think he's a gentleman. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean gentleman in the sense of a gentleman. I mean gentleman in the mm-hmm. sense of his sex. Okay. Let, me, let me clarify that. A know. white man. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you. All right, so a person, well, well not even that, a thing. Um, who went to three different spas and shot up eight people. Well, shot up more than eight people, but he killed eight people. Let's put it that way. Uh, 90% um, Asian people, uh, women, to be specific. And the part that was really disturbing about it is when the news was on and the, the, the police... Uh, uh, officer or whoever, captain. The, yeah, the, the spokesman. Sportsman, well, the spokesman depict came on the screen. He had the nerve to say that, oh, you know what? He was just having a really bad day. Mm. I said, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. So let's start. We're going to start with, I'm going to start with Marquis. Then I will go to um, Duran and I'm going to end with Rebecca. I'm going to end with Rebecca because I know she got a flap in her heart about this. So I'm mm. just, just go ahead. <laughs> let's start with yeah. you, Marquis. What do you think about the whole situation? Well, you know, it's a sad situation. My condolences to the family and the friends of the those that have been lost and injured. And 
you know, that press conference, sorry to like go straight to it, but it oh, was bizarre. Like his comments were very, I remember watching it and I was kind of like, maybe I'm not understanding what happened. Mm-hmm. And I moved on. And then the next day when the news reported about like, oh, wait, he said, you know, the guy had a bad day. It's like, you know, it was an extension of, I want to say white privilege, but you got that right. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Right. And a different different context. Right. Yes. So it was one of those situations where I just was like, this is, this is ridiculous. I, it was a shame. It was absolutely a shame. I, I, it just was bizarre. It was really bizarre. And I just, when I look back on it, I keep looking back at my girl, Madam Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, just to see like if she digested it, but I could tell, you know, she was just there and they're all up there trying to handle the situation with, and, you know, it's just, it's just sad. And, you know, apparently the guy's claiming a sex addiction and that kind of validating things. And it's like, no, you, you, you clearly, what's the word for it? You profiled. You know, like profiled targeted. these women. Targeted, targeted these women. Targeted. Both, both profiled both, and targeted yeah. them yes. and went after them. So it was just, it's just sad all around, but it's another example of another minority group that suffers under the culture that we live in. Uh, what do you think, uh, Ms. Duran, about this whole situation? Hello, Ms. Duran? Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. I'm just, what do you think? Um, it's you trash. To... Okay. Like, what can I say other than it's trash? He's mm-hmm. trash, period. No matter what they're trying to say this was or wasn't, he's trash for killing people. And it's like taking innocent lives because because he could, because he's white and he could. Yeah, could and can. And that's that's part of the, the problem with what's happening with something like that. And, and once again, and once again, there's a sympathetic um, narrative that's being shaped. Right. Uh, oh, he just had a bad day. What the fuck? Yeah, right. Um, let me say this first before I get to Rebecca last. Um, for me, it was so crazy because we all have bad days. It's been this 2020 has been really hard on everyone, and today actually started as a bad day because I was being tried. Uh, I woke up this morning, I was on my way to the gym. You know, put on my little shorts and walk into the gym because the bus was coming. There was this lady um, at the bus stop and she said, oh, uh, do you know where green is? I said, oh, let me just look and see. And she goes, oh, so you don't know. I said, no, wait, I said, I'm picking up my phone to just show you where it is. So I picked up the phone and I said, oh, it's that way over there. She said, oh, well, I'd just rather wait for the bus and walk. I said, okay, not a problem. I said, I'm waiting for the bus too. And I looked at the bus schedule. I said, well, it's not coming for another 10 minutes. I said, but you can just walk and get it. She said, no, my leg hurts. I'm not doing that. I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to walk because only because I didn't feel like standing there because, you know, she was giving much. So I'm walking up. All of a sudden, I stopped for like one second. And then she walks a little past me. I'm like, well, I guess you can walk. And then she tried it, but I had I had to get the power of Christ upon me to do what I did. <laughs> she must have tried it. She said, oh, it's right there. She said, oh, can you do me a favor? You know my leg hurt. Can you just hold my bag and walk it over there with me? I looked, I said, mm. 
I said, you know what? I feel like the Lord is testing me. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm a man right now. I'm walking. And I said, I, go, I, I grabbed her bag and I walked in front of her a little bit, walked up. Then when we got the green, I handed her a bag. She was like, um, do you know which way it is? I said, bitch, I, let me look at my phone again and just see. So I had to look at my phone again to tell the whole which way I was going. Which, I'm not, I was, which way she was going. So she said, thank you, God bless you. And she went her way. I said, you know what, Sadie, that's good. Then just walking to this um, homeless, I don't know if it was homeless or something. He was just like, oh, you wearing shorts? It's cold. I said, I'm going to the gym. Oh, you must be a man. I said, sir. I said, why am I being tested today? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and everybody knows my story about me in the Dollar Tree hobby, wanting to beat bitches up at the Dollar Tree, (laughs) but but still be there (laughs) because I'm cheap. But that's a having a bad day does not mean you're going to kill people. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And it is racist because you know what? You specifically say you have a sex addiction and you went to Asian massage places that necessarily might not be sexual. It doesn't matter if Mm -hmm. it is or not to kill up Asian women right. because of the over-sexualization of Asian women. Yeah. So therefore, you're not going to sit here and tell me that this motherfucker, oh, he had a bad day. You know, he had a sex addiction. He had this. I said, you know what? Our girls have a lot of things. I don't know a lot of girls that have a lot of things. Some are not curable, some are not. But I know mm-hmm. a lot of girls have a lot of things. So, however, that don't mean... <laughs> I got to be messy still. It's the room. You got to, you cannot go and kill people. To me, it was just disgusting. It was gross. And that's my, how I feel about it. So now to, um, the the woman who actually had an Asian child, uh, (laughs) her first, her first baby, Miss Rebecca, because I was a girl. Uh, How do you feel about this? When you are black, in this country. Yes, you go, y'all. Get ready. Okay. <laughs> you do not get the, lug- the luxury or the privilege for those in the back Ooh, of having a bad day. No, you do not. And even fucking jaywalking. Yes, thank you. somebody wanting to give you a ticket. And if you dare speak up and defend yourself, it is a possibility that you will be beaten to death. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is the reality. Okay. So you get to, so this is, this particularly hit home because I have a lot of um, Asian family members. Um, you have a famous Asian family member. Yeah, I have, I have um, <clears throat> my, my God sisters and God brothers are biracial and their mothers are Asian and we grew up together. We're very close. And so it hits quite home. You know, when I'm home in Ohio, we're together all the time. And so it, you know, all of the nonsense sparked by the former president calling the coronavirus, you know, China virus instantly made me feel some type of way, but also cringe for my family members because I knew that they were going to be targeted for both being black and Asian. Like, really? Yeah. Damn. So you gonna go in these Asian spas of which when we were in Philadelphia, and I have not found one here that I like, when we were in Philadelphia, honey, we used to go all the time and I used to get my massage life, okay? Yeah. But because, so you gonna go up in there, shoot up and kill a bunch of people and you get the luxury and the privilege of having the law enforcement investigate whether it was a hate crime or, you know, a mm. sexual addiction. Get the fuck out of here, okay? But also mental health 
is alive and well. Now, I will say this. I do commend his parents for oh, God, uh, yes. members for noticing, you know, and really being in tune to the videos that were shown and calling the authorities and be like, uh-uh, that's our son. You need to it go was his, It was literally his mom and his daddy. It was. Yeah. And yeah. so I commend them because he was on his way driving to Florida to shoot up any Asian spa that he frequented. And mm -hmm. it just, I am so sad for the loss, but it is very telling, you know, of course, about bias and privilege in this country, but also that not enough people take mental health seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously he's crazy. Do I sympathize with him? Hell no. But I will say this, mental health cannot be ignored. And so, and so what I would say is, you know, for the, and I'm not blaming his parents for anything because I don't know the whole story, right? But I will say this really quickly, Rebecca. It's yeah. not ignored in, new, in news coverage, mental health, when you're white. Okay. That's when it becomes okay, relevant. Okay, you're right. Yep. That's when it that's becomes true. relevant. It's yep. like, oh, oh, but you know, he had very mental true. Health yeah, issues. that is very true. Because usually that's, yeah. that's the narrative. Meanwhile, that's the narrative that meanwhile is yeah. George Floyd was specifically killed because a knee was on his neck for seven minutes and 46 seconds, but they want to bring up fentanyl right. and that other damn thing that was in his system. Mm -hmm. That dumb yeah. bitch. It don't yeah. matter. If they saw you know what? If he was drug free and he was a Fortune 500 black man and owned a, a, and wore the best uh, um, suits, you know, let me just say this and wore the best, I want to say European suits, since that's why they hold as the, the height of fashion because, you know, mm, I mean, the construct. Never, the construct. It would have so, been and, the same yeah. thing, just as what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. They right. would have found, they would have found something small exactly. still to try to justify yeah. oh, Like, sure. oh, when he was 14, you know, right. he got a little. Oh, sure. And he was just, sent to detention. Just ask, you know, Patrick by his math Ewing, teacher. Just ask right. Patrick Ewing, one of the most famous, you know, basketball players to ever live, how he was just accosted, you know, in his former colleges um, uh, at a game when he was walking back uh, to the locker mm. room, honey, mm -hmm. because whoever was in charge of security didn't recognize him. How the fuck you don't recognize uh, Patrick, Patrick Ewing? Ewing? Exactly. Olympian, like, how can you not remember the dream team from the 90s? Thank yeah, you. Like, it's Patrick Ewing. If if you don't know and you are on staff there, that this ask is for ID. Alma mater, ask for ID, and this is his house that he built and made famous. Hello, right? Then you don't deserve to be there. But guess what? You know what? You're right. Actually, no matter how no matter how much money you make, what mm. your status is, what your mm -hmm. job is, if you are black in this country, yeah, we are not afforded the same liberties and privileges as our white brothers and sisters. And, right. and the added it. thing on this dynamic is that the fetishization, glad I actually said that clearly, um, it was created in colonial times by European empire building, right? And so this guy is, you know, he's he fed into what was created by his own culture Thank and you. is blaming, yeah. you know, the Asian culture or the, like the, that objectification that occurred yes. that really, didn't come from anybody else other than European imperialism. Yeah, Thank and that's, you. So that's exactly where it came from. It's like, yeah. Thank so you. let me also say this. The thing about it is I just, I hate, I just, it actually hit me. So real talk, this hit me harder than anything that has happened to any black person in America. And I don't know why, and I have to figure it out. And it's because I said, like, am I just so 
numb to yes. them hurting and killing us that yes. I don't even like, I don't even, it's not surprising. I don't even feel bad. Not, not feel bad, but I don't even like process it the way I did this. I was just like, oh my God, that is so crazy. You, that you know why? Shit has happened. Rebecca, I was like, I was, just, I thought I was a bad person. I said, no, it's because it happens so many times. You just learn how to yeah. fucking deal with it. Because as black people, I know why, because you have empathy, right? Yeah. And so your empathy for other cultures and in this sense specifically yeah. it's in harder than what is expected and what we have to for what we have to deal with the second we walk out of our dog out of right. our doors as black people. That is mm-hmm. an everyday occurrence. No right. wonder like most of us are on fucking anti-anxiety and depression medication. Like what? Yeah, it's a mess. But you know what? Let's move on to the next topic, which actually is the same thing, but it only has a, a little bit of a good thing to it. So in San Francisco, this white man was running around attacking elderly uh, fucking uh, uh, Asian people and trying to hurt them. But baby, he fucked around and met an avatar. <laughs> okay. A 75-year-old avatar. Mother was at the bus stop minding her own business. And he went up to her and he punched her. When I tell you she got a stick seven five and beat him to <laughs> his face and put him in the stretcher. Good for her, honey. She said wow. she's trying to live forever. You're not taking it out. She's like, why the hell yes. did you me? She fucked up that man, honey. Mother was not here for it. And <laughs> it's disgusting to me. Like, first of all, when people attack old people, it really like it, it my my heart just drops. I don't know why. For some mm-hmm. reason, that has always made me sick to the stomach. It always has made me sick to the stomach. When people attack old people, it always makes me sick to the stomach. Because me you too. Were raised They're to so vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It said they're so vulnerable. And she's just, I mean, who would do that? Mother was just my, and she beat his ass. And that made me feel so good that she whooped the shit out of him <laughs> with, a, with a stick. I like, <laughs> I like, honey, if she was not born in the USA, wherever she came from, she worked very hard to get wherever she came from to come here right. to live. That is right. And I think she never had to fight in her motherfucking life. That is right. And all of that came out in that, in that beating, in that ass beating. And to be fair, I think all that did come out in that beating. Because a mother looked fair or frail, but from that moment, she's like, you know what, bitch, I'm one the fucking woman, honey. I'm her dark ass. phoenix came out <laughs> no her, her phoenix not even dark phoenix her phoenix <laughs> you know in that sense so and you know congratulations i hope she's okay i want them to interview her i just want to hear her story and i am done you need to stop trying to attack people just because of some dumb motherfucker and this is why people don't understand what like well he just said it. he's not uh-uh, saying this should be violence it's like no words matter no, it, they do, and you gonna mess around and catch the wrong one, and he caught the wrong one that day. He, he caught the that's right. He caught, he caught the wrong old one that day, honey. Mm-hmm. I fuck, let me tell you a secret because I have literally fallen to the ground in uh, um when I was in Chinatown when them old ladies pushed me because we're trying to get to something, and I was on the ground. I said, "Oh no, you got strength like that." I said, "Oh, okay, never mind." So I won't try to do any of that. But anyway, speaking of some bullshit. I know you got some stuff on this, Rebecca. Sharon Osborne and Shira Underwood. Um, because of the Pierce Morgan interview, Miss Sharon Osborne was trying to defend her friend, and then she went into full, you know, victimhood and got read, and now she's being investigated. Now, some things are coming out that she has said, and she was denying. And one in particular that made me snicker was 
Holland Robinson Pete was like, no, girl, you remember when she said I was too ghetto to be on The View? And she was like, well, I what? never... She said, oh, yeah, she did. She, not The View on, on View on the talk. She said, Holly Robinson, Holly Robinson Pete, who is like the most bougie like right. black woman <laughs> was to get out of if you think that's ghetto girl i don't know what the hell you're gonna think about a girl who actually is from the hood and you're too ghetto to be on the view not the view on the talk um and Dorama, did you wake up <laughs> um and well, actually on my phone um oh. multitasking for a second because i had to oh Thank yes you. god so oh, not that much but uh but the one that was funny was when um leah remini was like oh no no girl you call her ghetto and you call me ghetto too and no that's way. her video yeah she said you call me ghetto too that's why they got rid of her and leah and uh holly because they were cahoots you know leah's a girl she leah's from like brooklyn brooklyn you know mm. so she's, mm-hmm, she's that's she's, right she's actually more of a runaway girl than holly ever was Mm. So she you don't know she should she call uh Sarah uh what's her name? Uh Roseanne Starr Duran help oh, me Sarah out. Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert, she called her a yep. fish, fish eater and pussy liquor. Uh called Julie Chan a wonton. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mother was I mean, not that Sharon Osborne is top of my list of things to know about, but I had no idea. But the thing that was the thing <sighs> The thing I used to like about Sharon Osbourne is her unfiltered craziness. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. mind a, a crazy aunt who got mouth, you know, who, who runs her mouth like crazy. That that mm-hmm. has never bothered me. But I was like, oh my god! So and now she is like, thinks she's being attacked. And Sharon Under will have to like learn her. And I'm just not here for that. I'm not here for <laughs> victimhood. I'm not here. So Miss Rebecca, what do you think about that? Which I knew you were gonna come to me first. First of all. <laughs> I actually really like Sharon Osbourne, and I like the Osbourne family because we should watch it at your house. Mm-hmm, because they say every damn thing. They don't have no filter. They don't give a damn. And so I appreciate people that shoot straight. Right now, with that said, I also appreciate people that shoot straight because I need to see where you coming from. Right, and I mm-hmm. need. To see Coming now, I appreciate her uh, defending her friend Pierce. Right, appreciate Fine. it. I, sh- I appreciate that loyalty. However, <laughs> if my best friend in the whole ro- in the whole world, Miss Carmo, was on some bullshit, I'm let that bitch have it. You have Maybe. and will. I, mean, I have <laughs> and I will. Well, has she not been on some bullshit? But you thank know you. You know what, Shade? And then also, you know, I have they said also that like, you know, she tried to say that like, you know, she was um uh blindsided by the questions that were asked, but that were asked, but the que or the questions that were being asked, and that's why she came at Cheryl crazy, but uh but those questions were you know posed and asked, you know, by the producers. Who gives a damn, Mary Agnes? Okay. Ooh, there it is. Who gives a damn? Not her Catholic name. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I, you know, I would like to know what it is that you really think. And when people get upset, when people get drunk, when people get all of the things. Girl. 
they show their true colors. The right. truth comes out. Now you wrapped up in scandal. Now let's be real. She, I mean, I don't know if mother needs the money, you know, whatever. So maybe she cool to just be off the show. I personally like the show and the dynamic, but uh, yeah, people have come and gone because they do not like Sharon Osbourne. Wow. It's very true. Yep, it's very very and true. Cheryl Underwood was trying to be gracious and trying to because she was the moderator of the day because Carrie Ann Inaba, who usually moderates, was sick, right? Mm-hmm. So she was just trying to get through it and do her damn job. And then, you know, Sharon uh, came for her. But again, catch Cheryl Underwood on another day. Right. And that would have gone all the way. No, what Cheryl did was Cheryl knew that on that day they were auditioning her to run the ship. They have slowly been uh, moving Cheryl up and sure. Cheryl, got her, her cushy, Cheryl got her cushy job. Sure. She's slowly been moving her up. And be- now what that cushy job? Now, <laughs> cushy. Now what show tennis. is this again? <laughs> right, not to But now what has happened in this cancel culture that we live in, mm-hmm. now, okay, fine, the show is investigating, but so is all of the public. Right. So now everybody gonna take this opportunity like mm-hmm, I told y'all that bitch something was wrong with her. So now they're gonna be trying mm-hmm. to you know dig up and find and prove and do all of the things. So honey, but now Sharon Osborne is saying, you know, because they on hiatus now, it's extended hiatus while they figure the situation. But now, mm-hmm. you know, Sharon is um, you know, th- considering whether she's actually coming back or not. I just she hope has a few that, more days. Right. Right. I hope this situation don't mess up the, the rest of the girls' check. That's the one. Well, we got. We're going to take a quick music break uh, and then we'll come back and finish this conversation. But I've actually picked three. I went to more of a classical music feel for the first uh, music break. And I picked three things just as kind of a comforting things. And the first thing I picked is to me, the best version of this that has ever been sung and recorded ever which is the foray uh, Gabriel foray Pia Yesu from his Requiem and it's sung by uh, African-American soprano Barbara Hendricks and it's been sung very beautifully by Miss Rebecca in her recital thank you and I picked the Pia Yesu because it's just it's stunning and it's very comforting gorgeous the second piece I picked funny enough for those of you who are not into opera and classical music you need to get into it because it actually does tell the world is the third aria from Madame Butterfly, um, but it's in Act Two, and it's called Que Tua Madre, and this is where the white man comes to her house to try to be like, hey, I'll give you some money, and I'll take your baby to America, since she, um, uh, uh, he wants her to, he knows that the man's not coming back to take care of her, and she's like, no, I had to dance, and I had to work in a massage parlor to support mm-hmm. my child. Funny enough! Mm-hmm. In Madam Butterfly. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. You better be on point. <laughs> Honey, I am always, there's always a theme. Durant can tell you, there's always a theme in everything. So, and she sings Kid to a mother. She said, I would rather kill myself than not to do that. Thank you. And then the third piece is uh, the Ave Maria from uh, Giuseppe Verdi's Othello, sung by Desdemona's uh, Aria, sung by uh, Madam Leontine Price. Um, so, um, just to give you a little classical feel, so I hope you enjoy. You're listening to, let me just make sure everything's ready here. Oh, there we go. Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. 
You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yeah, Sanu, what did you guys think about that? Ah, well, you know what I thought, think about it, honey. I just, (sighs) (laughs) it makes me want to get my behind back in the practice room. No, I saw. (laughs) The 2020s been, honey, she been something. Right. It was beautiful. There's been no time, but it just, it really did my spirit good. I remember remember when Rebecca was doing her recital a few years ago, I was like, and I was suggested that, I said, you have to sing this PAA too. Because she, um, her favorite soprano, one of her favorite sopranos is Kathleen Battle. Hands down. Down. Not one of my favorites. My favorite. Her favorite soprano. And and I love others, but she is my queen. Right. Now, this is the funny part. And we listened to Kathleen Battle do the PAA I said, no girl. She says, it's cute. I said, that's not where it is. I said, Miss Barbara, hand- <laughs> she handles it <laughs> the, the way it should be. And the, just the way it's done, mother just makes you want to be like, you know, I can die to this. You know, yeah. so that's kind of why I picked that. And um, the Leontine Price doing it, Ave Maria. And yeah, you know what? Let me just go ahead and say this. I thank God I played that because the devil is busy. This, I'm going to say. <laughs> it was a nice, calming serenade. It and was, this right? was so beautiful and timely after what we just talked about for the. Yes. yes right? <laughs> it's it, it got my nerves relaxed. Down to the place that I needed yes. to be, And I am grateful. Thank you. Yes. And, and a side note, a side note, my Pop-Pop's girlfriend is best friends with Miss Battle. Oh. So we need to talk about that afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Toured with her. Is she from Portsmouth, Ohio? Is she what again? Is she from Portsmouth, Ohio? Uh, no, no, she's from uh, North Carolina. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, we yeah, have- yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we'll we talk afterwards. We have a we have a link with Miss Battle too. We'll talk afterwards. Uh, that's a very close link with Miss Battle. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh yes, girl. I got. I got. Mm. But no, so I just want to play that. I want to play something, uh, just a little calming as a, you know, a treat to y'all. Because I know a lot of times we play pop stuff and R&B stuff, but we also need to feature, um, there's a lot of other Black people who are in other forms of music that Mm -hmm. are not, you know, booty, booty, shake, shake, titty, titty, move. So, you know. (laughs) Titty, titty, move. Titty, titty, move, honey. Well, anyway, before you we mean have, pussy, pussy, pussy leg. Yes. Yeah, pussy, pussy, pussy leg, honey. Yes, I'm a pat. I have to go ahead and patent that because you know on my shirt. Before Hurry we uh, actually continue, um, I just want—I forgot. I didn't ask you guys. You just your quick thoughts on Sharon Osbourne, um, Marquis, and then Durant. Yeah, I mean, I had not kept much on Ms. Osbourne, but I think so. You don't give a damn, pretty much. Like, yeah, whatever. Not, not really. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> my answer, right. my, <laughs> my answer <laughs> is honestly, <laughs> my answer is honestly. Eh. There it is. And you know what? I just look at it this way. I say that, look, if you're actually someone who is trying to learn, you will actually apologize and just be like, okay, I'm trying, I'm going to learn. I don't, I'm tired of people asking me to teach them something because we didn't have to uh, get taught things in life. They needed to learn. We needed to learn 
what was happening in the country. So don't be over here crying because, oh, I need you to teach me Vishnu. Honey, you're almost 70 years old. What the fuck? You know, go learn your yeah. own way. So anyway, we're going to move on from that. And I was going to have a whole little conversation about Black women and stuff, but we're going to talk about that in a few. But I this I think this is very, very important to go to first. Um, so I just want to know how everyone is doing with mental health and the season of depression that happens when the seasons change. And even more importantly, and I'm sure that um, me and my sister can speak to this, how people around you are handling it. <laughs> so... Mm. Um, just in general, no, no, no names or anything like that. Just in general, I'm going to start actually with my sister Duran. So, how oh. is season, how is season depression um, treating you, and how are people around you handling it? Honestly, I'm mad at myself because I feel like I played myself. I bought into the weather really does change my my what I'm going through. Like, it, like internally, like it really does bring me up or bring me down, or you know, like it it or it makes me feel differently. Mm-hmm. You know, or, and differently in the sense that like I might be feeling these things, but I'm looking at it from the opposite end based yes. off of what's happening with the weather. If that makes yes. sense. Yes. And so I feel like I played my myself because I let myself believe, oh yeah, it's spring and things are looking up. I started thinking about all the positive things and then like I don't know, like the it just started to change and then like it started to bring back things that are not okay uh to the surface. And so yeah. I feel like I played myself in that sense to to buy into like the weather and allow that to I, I should be positive regardless, but girl, with all that we are all going through, it's it, it you it's you're going to happening. have moments. It's a lot happening. You're gonna have moments. It's you're going to have moments. And also the mood the move, excuse me, um really oh, yeah. uh, helped bring up my my um my mood, you know, like not my mood, but like what I you know, my overall pop my overall energy. Uh, once I started to get settled in, settled in, and I just like I felt like that was like a, you know. I think for me, for what I've noticed is with you is the fact that you were somewhere when you live where you lived before your lovely apartment. Um, you were settled. You knew how to work with the emotions that were surrounding you where you are. Because I remember coming to your house, I used to get so upset when them, uh, Jamaicans was shooting off them fireworks across the street. My nerves to be so shot. I just you know we used to meet on the stoop. I was, ne- I was never allowed in my sister's house, honey. She sat on the top of the stoop. I sat about in the stoop. And we just had a conversation to see each other. But when you move to a new neighborhood, you got to adjust to the crazies there. <laughs> and everything that's happening around you. So I think you've handled that really well. For me, I had my uh, second shot, uh, vaccination shot on Saturday. Fine. It, it kind of made me very tired and then that added to everything going to the world and then the hour change. So it was just very like... Oh, girl, that ugh. motherfucking hour change. I forgot about that. That, that fucked up a lot of girls, too. I yeah. did, too. Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was like, just, damn. It was just very, ugh. Like, that's how I felt like the whole time. And I took a walk with my dear sister on Sunday. Just took a little walk. That's all we did. And she realize i said hey girl i'm gonna be an asshole for at least 45 minutes bear with me <laughs> just because i was just trying to get myself together here um mm-hmm. and that's for me in that sense and because i know that when i leave my house when i shouldn't i know who i am you know so <laughs> no no i i know say do karma knows say do karma very well and so as, as 
hopefully, as we all work on our mental health, that's the one thing people should know. I, I always think it's important to know who you are, what you can handle in the moment, when you need to be pushed, when you need to be questioned, and when you need to be answered. I think those are things mm-hmm. that are very, very important. And I'm learning this as I get older, especially since I turned 40. Time to say this year. I said since I turned 40. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. why we all pause. That's why y'all pause. You know, except, <laughs> except for Rebecca taking her nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as she should. No, 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 honey. When I tell you that that classical music break relaxed the shit out of Mother right. Honey. She's my yeah, it will, it will. <laughs> Me and Rebecca are the nappers on the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We will go to sleep in a minute, honey. I have not <laughs> life. I have turned on Miss Space Heater. Right. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, nice I, and cozy. Yeah, right. right. I'm cozy. I'm feeling very good. So, Marquis, <laughs> I want us to. T- I want you to tell us how this your mental health and the seasonal depression has affected you and the people around you. And then we're gonna have our second hour, and then we're gonna come back and we'll have a very special conversation with uh, Miss Rebecca. I'm gonna wake her up. <laughs> so, Marquis, so how has this affected you yeah it's been uh, a little up and down but not uh, it's a little volatile um Mm -hmm. i think the weather changes definitely threw me off because it's like three days of sunshine three days of rain and cloud and dark Mm -hmm. and gloom so unconsciously that was affecting me got my shot a few weeks my first shot a few weeks ago and that felt really good i was like yes oh my god i feel safe um so that was a good thing and I think the energy that I've been around has been also trying to navigate this continuation of 2020 the you know figuring things out the grounds you know the grass is greener this year than last year so I think that's really helped out but yeah just trying to navigate trying to stay grounded and count my blessings and stay in gratitude that's the anchor uh, but, you know, it gets windy in the ship sometimes. Right. Have the people who you've been around been acting up? I don't mean that in a bad way. Because mm-hmm. the people, yeah. that, people that I've been around have been acting the fuck up. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I can't go into detail about it because I don't know who listens to the show. Of course. But I, no I, details, you, right? just going to say that they've been acting the absolute yeah, fuck up. Yeah. I would say most of the people around me have been acting pretty normal copacetic because they've been their friends that I've had for 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then those that you are, I'm getting to know more. I'm learning how they navigate the waves and that's been a, a wild ride here and there, but that's what new beginnings yeah. are all about. Yeah, that's called old age girl. It's called like, you know, how, you know, you are one of the last people I've met that I, that I literally will consider a friend because I don't... I, you know. Likewise, no new friends. No, no, because it's, just, it's not that you don't want to meet new people or get to know new people. It's just the fact that you just don't that feel better like all, that, all that work. It's don't you have too. the energy for it. No, mm-hmm. no one has the energy I'm for it. I'm talking about Marquis as well. <laughs> <laughs> no one has the energy what, what, for it. What for, for any of that, and that's the thing about okay. it. You know, I'm saying so, I better be one of those last friends, Marquis. Oh, of course. Oh my God. Yes, please. Yes. Well, anyway. Oh my God, and Rebecca. Yes. And Rebecca, too. So, anyway, we are getting ready to start our second hour here. 
and we are going to talk to Rebecca about her new project. Well, her, not her new project, but something else, you know, in that sense. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Fucked up, honey. Yes. Yeah. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Getting Look at merch. God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You did what I did there. And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life okay yeah we're listening to queers of the mind i'm gonna let these queens calm down because they Ooh, do need to calm down they're doing whatever. the most I'm all right what, I want. what is happening mm-hmm. what is happening on the record right now you say your girlfriend i'm like no nah, this is my good judy this what the fuck you mean right. and ladies with an attitude fellas that are not in the mood continue <laughs> 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 Time for the Messy Hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, y'all. So we are about to start this freaking second hour. And before we actually go into our throwback track, I just want to have a quick little conversation with my sister. I was going to do this later in the show, but it was going to be so messy. I said, no, she deserves the top of the hour. Because, you know, I feel people always deserve the best. Oh, amen. You know, honey, you know, people always deserve the best, no matter where they are. So wake up, bitch. I'm here. So now, she's here. So Rebecca has been on a journey with something that she started with a partner for a very long time, the past few years. And she has gotten a chance to rebrand and rebuild and release and she is about in her releasing period of this and i just want her to tell you a little bit more about it so rebecca can you share with everyone what you have been working on yes i will thank you so much so this has been um you were you know this has been just a crazy couple of couple of weeks um, very busy. You were asking about everybody's mental health, honey. I have not had time to even be crazy. So, you know, zero idle time because as some of the, uh, of some of you may know, I am a makeup artist and I am one of the founders and owners of a company called Elegance Artistry. And we are based, uh, we, we were founded in Philadelphia and three weeks before Um, the word coronavirus was uttered in this country, we decided to launch two brand new locations uh, here in Southwest Virginia. I live in Roanoke and then um, our director and in Chicago, my sister Lauren is our director of artistry in, um, in Chicago. And so 
you know, we launched, we spent money branding and doing all of those things and launching in the two new locations. And then coronavirus happened and cancellation after cancellation and rightfully so, because, you know, it was not safe. Right. And things got shut down, but it was a lot of money lost and not just for us, but so in Philadelphia, we, there are two of us that own the company together, my partner, Sarah, and, but then there's a whole team of hairstylists and makeup artists that work under us. And so when we lost all of that business last year due to the pandemic, Yes, it was detrimental to our business, but it also meant that the people that depend on us, the ladies that have been with us over the years and that depend on us for their livelihood also could not make that money. It was absolutely devastating. So, I mean, over the summer, like, I mean, when I say y'all, I cried and cried and cried so much. I landed myself on anti-anxiety medication, which I've been very uh, forthcoming with on this show because I really think it's so important to talk about um, mental health. But- with um, the help of some branding consultants um, that we've hired and then just uh, definitely God and, and the support of our past clients and our present clients and just the, the support of our families, we decided really to just put our big girl panties on and really invest the time and the money to build a new website. We, I mean, we've been in business with Elegance Artistry for 10 years. So we're celebrating wow. our 10th year, which is really awesome. But wow. We- Sarah and I, thank you, but Sarah and I have been in the beauty industry for 20 years. So this is our life's work. It's our life's passion, Um, you know, and so we really just decided to like invest the money, invest the time and the work, the blood, sweat and tears to give ourselves a little makeover, you know, a refresh. We spend our days and our, we've spent our lives um, not making people over because that would suggest that there was something wrong with you in the first place. But we truly just believe, you know, in the words of the great Audrey Hepburn, that elegance is the beauty that never fades. And if, you know, we can just spread a little bit of joy, one eyeliner, one lipstick, one updo, one hairstyle at a time, then I think we've come, you know, to do that. So I'm really, really thrilled. In the beginning, you know, we had three different Instagram pages for um, like three different locations, but it confused people. And so we took note of that. And so I'm super excited. Um, today, so we have actually, you know, record, pre-recorded this show, but as of Saturday today, when the listeners are listening, we are, um, rebranding and debuting our brand new website, our brand new logo, just a brand new vibe and feel, but with the same heart and passion that we have always had. So if you would listeners do me a favor, go right now and like us and follow us on all the things, um, uh, Instagram and Facebook at Elegance Artistry Group. We are a group. We've got three locations in Philadelphia and surrounding areas, Chicago Midwest and Southwest Virginia, Roanoke, Lynchburg, Christiansburg, all surrounding uh, areas at Elegance Artistry Group. This has been such a labor of love and it has been such a pleasure and we are super, super grateful. So thank you, Zaydu. Oh, of course, of Woo! course, of course. I Congratulations. Love Thank you. Let Thank you. Say, Big congrats. So excited. Congrats. They have so Rebecca. Can you say it again, the, the handle? Yes, it's at Elegance Artistry Group. And that is L E G A N C E Group. At Elegance Artistry Group. Yes. Let me just say this. I have. Uh, had the opportunity to be a... Oh, go ahead, Rebecca, finish. 
No, no, I, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I have had the opportunity to be a, a kind of pseudo independent contractor with them. They are really like professional and fun. And I just want to say this, let me just put it this way. I'm not going to go give tea out there and anything like that. But one of the best times I ever had was me and my dear sister. We had a romantic getaway um, in Newport, uh, Rhode Island. And yeah, I do, I, mean, I literally had a romantic getaway and got our lives. Right, got and, it in. And the one thing I loved about it is um, I went with her um, there and her partner and they were working and I went to her to the hotel for the wedding they were doing. And I was in there, she noticed I was the only man there and whatever. She said, you know what? Hey girl, we don't need to go home. And just to make sure the customer was comfortable because it was a lot of women there. And it's just like, it just, it was, they want to make sure everyone's comfortable. So mm-hmm. they really I'm- know how to read the room. Yeah. And, and so, so sometimes when we're shorthanded, you know, yeah. I'll ask um, Sadu to come and help me like turn over and clean brushes and wash and just like, a yeah, really, really mm. because he has sage makeup experience. Yeah. And so, um, and, and, and honestly, a lot of women love gay men, um, yeah. you know, on until they don't. <laughs> however, this particular, okay. However, that's the one. Baby, that's the one. yeah, honey, this particular uh, group of women, honey, was just not here for any uh testosterone in the building and so i literally picked back. up my purse and went back yeah, and they do actually got out of work that day because i was like girl go yeah. ahead we pick me up at work our lives. yeah so but i just want to say they will make you comfortable it doesn't yeah. matter if that if that means and this is all within legality and everything not nothing crazy if that means that one uh, uh one of someone has to step back they will make sure you're comfortable so please 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 hire them for everything because the more they need help i get a little piece of extra coin in my pocket honey because you know <laughs> i would do anything for cash bitch i'm uh the last time uh that, that a few of my sisters uh came <laughs> to visit me because we also do um male makeup as well oh know? god yes so you know and there are there are instances um you know there's drag queens and then you know there's drag makeup and then there's makeup for anyone so when I, when we have photo shoots in my family uh, my husband, Richard, you know, honey, he puts on a piece of concealer and some mascara to open up those eyes and some powder because he's bald to get that shine um, down. And um, and so the last time a couple of my sisters were there, they let me do their makeup. And so you will also uh, be seeing Sadu, yeah. Naaman, uh, Micah and uh, Miss Sesniak on on our Instagram coming up soon. And, so and I, would just, I would just say in code that they did let her do the makeup. Because they were inspired. That's mm. all I'm gonna say about that. So anyway, and you know one thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Marquis, go ahead. No, I was gonna say one thing that I think has been great from, or if we could have one positive takeaway from 2020 and the pandemic is, I think I've seen more appreciation for entrepreneurs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone respecting it more, just being like more supporting each other. Right. So I'm so glad, and yeah. the more we can support each other in that. And at that handle again that you just mentioned, but I forgot. Yeah, it's Wink. at Elegance Artistry Group. You are a that's good right. Friend. So that's right. So I that, think if well, anything, anyone who's looking for a marriage coming up, you know where to go. Yeah, yeah no, Mar- Marquis um, works in advertising and marketing, okay, so he. Honey, you know, that's why I he suggests he keeps doing that. He's very yeah. much. He's very much that, honey. At we, Elegance Artistry Group, we do. Um, we are, you know, our bread and butter is weddings, but we do a lot of boudoir shoots. We do um, photo shoots, video shoots. We teach classes, stage makeup, but also how to, um, you know, 
how to just get take yourself from like you know your rag in your raggedy yoga pants like I am now to that Zoom beat that you need right quick because you right. got a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do all of the things. Um, and at the end of the day, when you leave our chairs, it's not about the eyeliner and the lipstick. It is about how you feel and experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, do not feel confident and more empowered to to do what it is you need to do than mm-hmm. we at Elegance Artistry Group have not done our jobs. Correct. And after being like isolated at home for these last, what, 12, 16 months, everyone's going to be ready. Oh, yeah. Hit, yeah. Vaccinated up oh. and ready. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I'm, excited look good. For, I'm excited for what's to come. So thank you um, for the time, Sadu. Of course. So we're going to get into our throwback track and then our throwback track leads specifically into our next discussion. So there's been a lot of talk about um, the father of, um, oh, let, me, let me not say the father, um, the new um, king, I was going to say queen, but I don't, allegedly, the new king of contemporary gospel, uh, Mr. Kirk Franklin. Uh, no, I would say the king of the contemporary gospel. He's over 50 right now, and this has been happening since the 90s. So not the new king. He's the, he is the king, you know, who really brought it into the more mainstream uh, world. Gospel music has had a week dealing with um, his child. And I just wanted to show my support to him and his child. But we're going to start with a throwback track from one of my favorite albums, which is the New Nation Project, which I believe was his third third or fourth album uh, with the third or fifth choir, who knows? Uh, And it's called (laughs) Kirk Franklin always has a different choir, honey, you know, in that (laughs) sense. So I wanted to play this track called Hold Me Now um, from this project, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I just wanted everyone to enjoy this. And then we're going to discuss what happened with him and his son. You're listening to Creation of Mine on Radio Free Brooklyn.
music today that's why i called it react i picked music today i was not i looked over you were not ready you were sleeping they they got the hollering 
on that bridge. Honey, the bridge is the one. Listen, in a very, in a good, good gospel song, okay, but specifically mm -hmm. a Kirk Franklin song. If you don't get your life on the bridge, yep. then it's not a Kirk Franklin song. Well, because he 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 waits. It, it, it's like a, a something that builds. The whole song is very smooth and it's very calm. And then mm -hmm. they hit that. Mm -hmm. And then they just got the warbling. And it's just like, but it's not too much. It's just yeah. enough to pierce your soul. You look up and you have started sweating and convulsing and shaking on the bridge. I wish you guys could watch it. She was literally... She was on the couch with her eyes halfway closed when the Sopranos hit their bridge and this bitch motherfucking got <laughs> Duran lifted Duran lifted his cocktail and went, yes! <laughs> they both literally got their whole mother tucking life. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh bitch, wait. I, I, I just like had me, I had me a nice little bop and then... Yeah, yeah, but you just have a little ballad and you just, oh yeah, yeah no And you like, you went, just go, oh! Wait, <laughs> honey, snatch that wig, honey, snatch it up. <laughs> Sorry, Marquis, you were saying. No, no, no. All I was saying is that, it, like, hearing you guys talk about him, like, growing up, I wasn't really allowed to listen to Kirk Franklin because he was too contemporary. He's very and, contemporary, but not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just like, and so the kid me at the time who was going to church three days a week, Sunday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, I was like, that's too contemporary. I can't be around that. And I just stuck to kind of the old school, either yeah. a good Southern, like a, a foot banging Jeeps, on the Jeeps, floor. Jeeps Cleveland. Like, give me Mahalia Jackson. Give me the Mississippi Gospel Choir. Like, not the, oh, that's... Not the New Jersey um, masks, because they're trash. Yes, I understand. Uh, you know what? Uh -uh. They are trash. You New know Jersey what? Trash, allegedly. But, but since we're a Christian talking, I won't <laughs> use my hands right now and say <laughs> what I want to say right now. But... Right. <laughs> my made no, up. But, turn but, it but, you know, so I'm going to give... I, I never really got into Kirk because of that and it's just weird it's just because something you grew up with that just I one one thing I kept with me let me tell you something because I'm not about that all, secular world I invite you all to get on uh this is Kirk Franklin on Spotify baby you will get your life he Why has pumps let me just put it this way. There is one song in particular that will set you all the way free. You will throw your, throw your whole body against the wall, which is um, from his new Rebirth album, and it's called My Life, My Love, My All. Baby, that cool. You, yeah, you owe it to yourself. The next time you okay. feel a little something, honey, put on My Life, My Love, My All. Yeah. Mm. Launch, but be prepared, honey. Put a little padding on the wall because you're going to launch yourself right. into the wall and just get to... Lord. And speaking, of, well, speaking of Kirk Franklin and Stump, right. see what I did there? Mm. His son tried him <laughs> and he told him he was going to stump him, honey. Oh, yeah. Because there was... What? Baby, where have you been? So his son, he has a, a son that's 33 years old. A son he had when he was 17 years old. His name is Carrion Franklin. And they had a conversation and Carrion released the conversation on the internet. Yeah, they were on video. They, they, were, they have a history of a tumultuous you know, yes. relationship. They, they have a troubled relationship. They really have a troubled relationship. And he released it. And it was just so crazy because Kirk Franklin pretty much was a father. He was a because, father and he cussed him out. Yes, pretty much. Because I've, I've heard these cuss words before. 
every everybody who is black preferred, some white preferred it. Like it's just like you've been. Sometimes you get cussed out when your parents be like, "I'm gonna break your fucking neck." That is not literal. So and it was released and there was you know church people like, "Oh my God, he shouldn't be cussing." He's this and that. I said, "I said, you know what." Yeah, he's a he was a human. He was a man first before he was. Thank you. A saved Christian. Hot kettle, cheap black and muddle. Don't cast stones. Right. You are not. Ain't no one sin greater than the other. Don't come up in church people kill. And I'm a Christian, but I will cuss you smooth out if you need it. Okay. And and sometimes when you don't, sometimes when you don't, you do it. (laughs) Children, because I am. I'm trying to make sure that I don't raise little psychos. And if you, I mean, to this day, y'all know my mother, honey, to this oh. day, it, if you try, if you cross her, she will snatch your wig and cuss you, you know, up one side, down the other, and then hug you afterwards, but you dare not cross her. Let me tell you a secret. Mm. I had written shit one time on Facebook, like 10 years ago, and I got an inbox message and a phone call as to how unprofessional I was, that I, I should not be seeing shit. Got cussed out? Yeah. Miss Andrew, don't play with me. From my mother. Your mother? Her mother. Her mother was the one. Oh, uh, wow. She said, I'm, yeah, yes. She yes, said, hello, yes. son. We don't carry on like that on the internet. We don't do that. I hear that. That's why I, I don't that. do Ron. She's like, we don't do that. I said, you know yeah. what? You're right. We do not do yeah, that. In public. So do we look at this from a devil's advocate perspective? I, I mean, did, too. I did. I just read it real I, quick. No, no. I, I did look at it from a devil's advocate. I mean, my pop-up was right. That's secular music. I look at it from a different perspective <laughs> in the sense that I think that Kirk Franklin was completely right. His son should not disrespect him. I just hope he was a 17-year-old father when it happened and he became successful later in his life and his children of his new wife uh, benefited, benefited from what his older son did not. So that animosity will be strong. I hope mm-hmm. I hope he understands that sometimes, and I'm not, I don't know their story. I don't know their story. Sometimes just the simple fact that I didn't have anything and I failed you can release that person of that. Because he didn't. His other son he has, the son that when you watch the Oprah special that he was with, the son was like 19, 20, was on the way to college, the best college. His son was 20 years old, you know, but Kirk, when he had the second, his next kid, he already had money, he was living well. And he supported his other son, but the other son was 12 years older than when he started to have his other kids. So he didn't get to benefit from that. And that probably mentally got him together. So your dad's a teenage father. He becomes a gospel icon. Superstar. Mm-hmm. Superstar. Let me just put it just how big of an icon Kurt Franklin is. You know who, you guys know who Tori, Tori Kelly is? Mm-hmm. So Tori Kelly is should be she should be the most famous person right now, but that's that's not how the world works sometimes. She probably has one of the best voices out there. Uh, but she she recorded she wanted to record a one song with Kirk Franklin. She ended up recording a whole gospel album called Hiding Place, which is stunning. So Kirk Franklin produced and the whole and she she won two Grammys with her gospel album. So he like has that power. You know, he he he's written two of my favorite songs ever. He made Town of Man famous with Take Me to the King. That's Kirk Franklin. God provides. Kirk Franklin Franklin is pretty much the bridge between popular music and gospel music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
has always been been in that sense because Kirk Franklin actually charts on the Billboard 100 charts in the top 10, a top three, top five. Yeah, but uh, the one thing I would say is, and Mia Richard talked about this, is that you know when he issued that apology, and maybe it's just me, I would not have apologized. Now I get it. I'm also not Kirk Franklin. Yeah. I am not. Oh, you know what I mean. But like, I'm sorry if I cuss my child out. You, that's my it, damn thing. I'm telling you, because uh, Jerem, this is a tough one. This is a really, uh, uh, this is a tough one for me. What yeah, do you think? A tough one for me. What do you think? Well, because, well, because I mean, I think because like I like growing up in the church, and obviously, I'm not the only one that grew up in the church. I only heard my mom cuss once in my entire really 20, 25 years of my life. It has I'm been sorry, what? How long? It, it has been twenty six. 26 years. I'm sorry, why? She didn't start cussing, <laughs> she didn't start cussing until you were 10. Gotcha. <laughs> right, we do math but in this know, house over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in the nearly 40 years of my life, I have not, my mother, like the Better. family was so strict about really adhering to that season with salt. Was that from Proverbs, right? Like how how you should be speaking. Come on, I'm gonna mark you. And I'm and so my titty a little bit, honey. Wait a if you going, if you are going to, I'm not judging Kirk. I'm just saying, like, if you are going to be of the of a word, not strictly the Bible, but I'm saying if of the word, then you should be living that so that those words don't exist. And I, I, and I'm not saying I, I, I mean, I have my sailor days, so I'm not saying that I'm up on any pedestal whatsoever. But, but I'm just saying that gospel artist, you know what I mean? So you, yeah, funny. exactly. Yeah. I'm down here in that respect, and he has millions of followers and millions of people who are thinking that he's doing X, Y, and Z. I totally feel you, Marquis, and I think that right there is what he probably truly believes, and that reason is why he got on you know, on, on video and issued a very earnest apology because mm. he believes those things and he yeah. recognized that he came out of, you know, the person that he is. Yeah. Now, you know, myself, I was raised in the church, honey, but we Episcopalian, honey, we drink wine and we swear. <laughs> and we'll cuss. swear in, honey, we'll cuss and we'll cuss in church and ask mm. the Lord to, he knows our heart and forgive us. You know, but we know not what we do. See, I was sneaking to watch MTV when I was in high school. Yeah. Like, was like it was for you. It was a very I I went to I, literally I, first of all if I wasn't in school running track and working yeah I was in church yeah okay and oh. we did not like that just was not the situation. Wow. I did not that know that not about you. That, that, that's yeah. great, though. I think that's good. My parents were Christians, but they're like African Christians. They're either crazy or they're not. But we did a lot of... <laughs> that's the best way to explain that. My father, my father's actually Episcopalian. And my mother's Baptist by trade, but we're actually Muslim people. Honey, it's a so, whole thing. It's a whole thing. And they all, they all work simultaneously. Because mm. when our, the end of the year rolls around... When I send money home out of my pocket, I actually have to send money for the Christian family to have the ceremony. I have to send money for the Muslim family to have seven more money. More. Mm-hmm. I just had to send a lot of money for mm-hmm. them to build a fence around my grave and sacrifice. They have to sacrifice two goats for two different. It's a whole thing. So mm-hmm. I understand that's the aspect. I saw Jimmy Swaggart live in Liberia. Yes. I, yeah, so I understand in that sense, but I was not mad at him for 
having to come to his son like that, but I was mad that his son put it in. I think that his son was wrong for posting that. However, I think that I hope that he understands that even though he has changed his life and everything has happened for him and he's really become a man of God, that having a kid as a teenager and not knowing what to fully do has probably left that other child somewhere. And sometimes people have a hard time acknowledging that they have failed. Maybe you failed him. You didn't fail your other kids, but maybe you failed him. And that's fine because you learned from that. Yeah. And telling somebody, well, mm-hmm. telling somebody that you failed them can release them of the anger towards you and can release you of your guilt. Mm-hmm. And I just, so true. And I just hope that they find peace in that. But speaking of um, some stuff, we're going to be real. We're about to be real messy, y'all. This is the mess, Ooh, y'all. I before need we go, it. Before we go to the next <laughs> music break. So, y'all, honey, there was a woman who played in the Duplave NBA. Huh. Yes. Don't touch your mic, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The WA and oh, not that put me on the spot, girl. But yes, you know, just, I mean, I, I messaged you about it a couple of times. She surely did, and you know what? Sometimes when we do the third time, you're like, bitch, I'm gonna go ahead and call y'all on the air, and I'm not mad about it. At all. I'm so sorry. I really, I really no. did not want to do that. So, Ron, do not be sorry about that. That's what you're supposed to do because I would do the mm-hmm. same thing. Amen. So, um, but amen. She, there was a woman in the um the WNBA. I'm not trying to be messed. Please don't forgive me if I laugh. I'm lightweight drunk. She said, um, the lesbian culture, the NBA broke her spirit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm not snickering at you, mother. I'm just snickering. I said, girl, the lesbian, the lesbian culture has broken my spirit too, girl. So what the fuck you talking about? So. <laughs> girl, like, what are you talking about? Um, no, but um, so it was a very interesting article and it's just, she said, um, 90% of the women who play in the NBA were lesbian and she felt like she was tormented, uh, because she was not a lesbian and I read it and I got some of her points, uh, but I feel like not to give her experience anything less, but I think most of those people were people with, uh, characteristic flaws like personal characteristic flaws like then necessarily we're not trying to sleep with her it was just the fact that she didn't i don't think she meshed with them and when you live in a straight world and you go somewhere she could leave the wnba walk to her house and be in the straight world the whole world would be straight step one foot out the door and she would be in the straight world for that moment (laughs) like them bitches ran things Mm-hmm. And you were uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying you don't have every right to be un- uncomfortable. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, think about that. Just yeah. in that in that circle, you could literally walk out. You you actually had the option of walking out the door to be like, I didn't play for two more years because I didn't like the culture there. They don't have that choice because that might be the only livelihood as lesbian mm-hmm. women to play that basketball. So I was like. Mm, I was like, it was a, what, like a straight privilege situation, right? 
it was a it was a situation where it was just straight privilege that was brought into an environment that is mostly run by queer people doing queer people's things that you necessarily did not agree with and they didn't feel like they needed to adapt to you because in the real world the straight people don't feel like they need to adapt to gay people so therefore mm-hmm. <laughs> that was their space yeah so that's what i got from it but like i said i'm not going to um, make her experience any less than what it was but i'm like girl girl <laughs> i mean think about the journeys those those women her other players went through to get to where she's at right and and yeah, i'm sure there were there was a few uh, a few of the, uh, of the, uh, the studs over there but those of you who don't know terminology studs what we'll, what we'll call some of the uh, lesbian queens sometimes we're just giving them giving her too much i get it because sometimes you're ang- you're angry i mean you've been through a lot and mm-hmm. it's not an excuse to be an asshole but it's just like girl come on now and speaking to pivot into something else people are like oh why aren't you black women getting married rebecca this comes to you too black women are getting married but black women are getting married to other black women so <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole article what you think about come on nisi nash right what, what do you guys think about that like i i thought it was fabulous i thought the article was so fabulous it's just like yes black women are getting married because sometimes People need to be able to express their sexuality in different ways. I mean, black women are over it, okay? Yep. Damn. <laughs> and so we are just living our lives and doing what the hell we need to do and want to do. <laughs> what do you think about Dorinda Clock Cole? I will marry Janet Jackson in a heartbeat. I, I, agree, with, <laughs> I agree with all of what Rebecca just said. I surely do. You marry Janet too? Yeah. I, I, said, I said all of what she said. I did say all of what she said. You know what? Wow. Oh, Thank yep. you for your contribution I mean, to this radio show today. Oh, oh, no. oh you better read me. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, in Miss Durant's defense, I mm-hmm. said she was going to be A you did or say Z that. at the beginning of the show. Like I defended my sister. Did. I Thank said, you. I don't know Thank who the fuck she could. I said, she going to be, she going to flap and fight and cuss a girl out or she's not going to do shit. Okay, here's <laughs> what I think. The weather's been bad. Here's what I think. Shade. Here's oh see see Marky no 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 I don't throw shade like that uh, really you didn't know you're right you don't like my good like sister Miss Carmel said that straight woman has the rest of the world the like, yeah right the rest of the world um that one space does not need to be controlled right. by just her by right. just her that's I, and, and I think. The- and I think that's what made me a little bit more hesitant to be like, oh, I said, girl, I said, it's the one space they have. You can be, you can actually, you can be like, fuck you, girl. You know what? You can't attack them on a woman level. You can be like, honey, we're all women here. What you bitches are not going to do is that. Yeah. And like there. on that, the black lesbian article, I mean, the first thought that came to my mind was it would be great to see a black gay mm-hmm. male article as well. Um, just to educate and get these guys yeah. to get their asses together, but <clears throat> I think. But, but you're gonna get bring, their asses together. No. You're gonna. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, I had to do it. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of um, gay black men, allegedly, Todrick Hall. Uh, you know, Wait, what? <laughs> ah, <laughs> no, you no, did ma'am. not. <laughs> See, Miss Karma. What color his eyes today? What color her eyes mm. today? So y'all look, everybody knows that I have the biggest crush on Tajikal. Now, 
I know that I'm not the cup of tea. However, I do not fuck around when people are challenging everything. So he has a few ditties that are really, really nice and that I enjoy. And just for the sake of time, I'm going to play two of the ditties. Um, and then if we, you know, if we need if we need more time and, and we'll play something else. But I'm going to play, one. the first song I'm going to play is called uh, um, Wig. Wish when I tell you bumps and i need every bitch in here to take a moment besides duran who duran who uh, try to avoid wig and then we got her ass <laughs> to enjoy a wig and then we got we got nails hair hips heel but miss wig is gonna go in so please listen to um this is what our new uh, segment was starting on uh, going to features called problematic favorites so this is the first edition of problematic favorites you know next week will be probably the city girls problematic favorites so <laughs> This is um, Wig by Todrick Hall into Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. This shit is my jam. This shit is my jam. This shit is my jam. To make the bops, I don't know how to make a flop. All of my boys, they toss the crop, and we about to come through. through ooh. We going off, we party hard. There ain't no stopping when we start. The milkshake brought us to the yard. Show me what you gonna do. They call me Miss Cookie, 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 Crack, Quack. Miss Calculator when I'm counting them racks. Miss Halle Berry when we looking like bats. Duck, bitch, this beat slaps. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig. Get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. Get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Give me my wig, give me my wig, give me, give me my wig, give me my wig, give me, give me my wig, give me my wig, give me, give me my wig, give me my wig, give me. I am the queen and that's for real. I am a master fucking deal. Put on your nails and hips and heels, cause we about to come through, through. I am the baddest bitch I know. I put the pussy on the floor. And if they came to see your show, show me what you gon' do. They call me Diva, Diva, and I might call back. Call me Miss Hall if you're nasty like that. I don't know how many edges I snatch. Stop, bring the beat back. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Give me my wig, give me my wig, give me, give me my wig, give me my wig, give me, give me my wig, give me my wig. Fan. When you see me clap my hands, get my Beyonce fan. Get my Beyonce fan. Get my Beyonce fan. When you see me clap my hands, get my Beyonce fan. This shit ain't going nowhere. Bitch ain't got no hair. Fuck it, she don't care. If you mad, you gon' stay mad. Bad bitches stay bad. Okay, back to it now. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Bitch, wear my weave glue. Bitch, 
run me 30 inches If your weave new, shake it for these thirsty bitches Girl, your weave through, I see them race tracks I got that lace front, you need a lace back Okay, last time boys, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl, bitch. get my wig, get my wig, get my wig, get a girl, get a girl. Nails, hair, hips, heels, face, done, lips, real, purse, full, big bills. Yes, I'm a big deal. Legs, legs, face, eyes, then waist, thick thighs. You, me, you, wish, new phone, who, this? Patty, pat, pat, trigger, gum, gum, gum. Mommy, yes, God, then you pop that tongue. This whole club is my runway run. Y'all, five, four, three, twos, I'm a one. Girl, what did that girl just say, girl? Girl, I don't dance, I work. I don't play, I slay. Girl for me, girl for me. 
me, say girl for me, girl for me, say girl for me, girl for me, say girl for me, girl for me. Now snap for me, snap for me, snap, snap for me, snap for me, snap, snap for me, snap for me, snap, snap for me, snap for me, snap. Now clap for me, clap for me, clap, clap for me, clap for me, clap, clap for me, clap for me, clap, clap for me, clap for me, clap. Give trade for me, trade for me, trade, trade for me, trade for me, trade, trade for me, trade for me, trade, trade for me, trade for me. Trade those shade for me, shade for me, shade, shade for me, shade for me, shade those shade for me, shade for me, shade, shade for me, shade for me, shade. Now fan for me, fan for me, fan, fan for me, fan for me, fan, fan for me, fan for me, fan, fan for me, fan for me, fan. Shablam for me, shablam for me, shablam, shablam for me, shablam for me, shablam, shablam for me, shablam for me, shablam, shablam for me, shablam for me, shablam. Yes, y'all. That was Miss Todrick Hall, honey. I love our allies. You know, we as African-American people need that in our life. Uh, yeah, so um, moving forward, uh, we'd just like to say you can subscribe anywhere to us. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was on mute. Because I was like, I'm glad she's an ally. Miss Todrick is an ally. Ah, oh, shit. That's the rum, yo. That's me in the rum. This is me in the rum. Um, <laughs> but you can follow us on QSOM on Facebook, QSOM on Instagram, QSOM on Twitter. Please make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, every week we come up with a new show, and we are just so very, very excited that you guys are listening to us here. Now, we're going to talk about some stuff here. I just want to talk about Black excellence for a moment. And I can't, I, I'm saying this. So I'm just so, so, so very happy. Uh, the Grammy Awards were uh, Saturday or Sunday, Duran? What is Saturday? Or Sunday. Sunday. They were Sunday. They were Sunday. And Miss Beyonce, uh, 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 Giselle, uh, no less, uh, won her <laughs> 20. Oh, yes, yeah, this knows, honey. I'm no less. I'm not going to. It's, it's, anyway, she won her 29th Grammy uh, Award. Uh, which is one Grammy, uh, no, no, 28th Grammy, I'm sorry. 28th, yeah. She won her 28th Grammy, which is one Grammy shy of the person who had the most Grammys uh, for singer, which was Alison Krauss of Alison Krauss and Union Station. Uh, so now Beyonce holds the records for the Grammy by, by a singer for the most Grammy Awards. She does not have the most Grammys. The most Grammys belongs to Sir George Schulte from Germany, who is the opera conductor just educational watches so you guys know he has 31 grammys but she's still young she can surpass that so i just have a feeling that her and um allison krauss who is actually still about 45 46 years old so those two are going to be battling battling out for who's going to have the most grammys probably for the next few years because you know every time beyonce opens her mouth the feel she have a Grammy. Every time Alison Kratz opened off her mouth, the feel she should have a Grammy. So they both are going to be doing it. But congratulations. I think it's like excellence and we need to just applaud that. Uh, and that's great there. But what is funny there, I have two shady questions that I want you all to answer. Make some fun because it's messy. Number one, was Beyonce allegedly pushed at the Grammys because mother looked a little pushed. <laughs> Like she weren't coming, but at like eight forty-five and the start of the night, she said, "You know what? The edible don't hit. <laughs> Let me put on this piece of tight dress that kind of don't fit and make it over here." <laughs> Let me tell you what that was. 
let me tell you what that was. Now, I cannot, I don't know if mother was pushed or not. Allegedly. Okay? Allegedly. I can't, I don't know about none of that, but. You know, because a fellow sister, you know, who may or may not be pushed, like you don't, you don't put girls out there like that. Absolutely, you do not. Right, but I will say this: <laughs> she definitely is a mother, a wife who works and has the last and final set of kids. Okay, great, yes. yes. Okay, mother, absolutely, and I appreciate her, honey, because she gets up there with her yeah. womanly body, looking flawless. She looked beautiful. But she absolutely had the disposition of. Girl, it's a pandemic, and I literally decided to come to this bullshit 15 minutes ago. And, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, and she, first of all, and I feel like she only came to really support Megan the Stallion, right? She's like, Bitch, you know what? I said, I'm gonna be there, bitch. I said, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there, right? She said, I own right. no silver gown. She said, What you got to wear? Oh, bitch, I got this dress now. You know, I'm a size 16, bitch, it's a size 10. I'm squeezing this. bitch. <laughs> but I'ma hit it. She, but in the ultrasound, she looked she looked beautiful, mm-hmm. and I'm she so happy. Look sack and look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'm so yeah, yeah yeah I'm so happy for her. However, now this the one I talked to Duran about this, and now girl, you know, I'm off two schools of this girl. You know, Blue Ivy won her first Grammy. I'm like, okay, I see you. See, you're doing too much shit right here. <laughs> you're doing some bullshit in these parts. However, in mixed company. Blue Ivy deserved that Grammy in mixed I company. And one of the black people, that's some bullshit. Let's not play that game. That's like, you know, at uh, at the little kids' sports when everybody gets a damn trophy. Right. Mm-hmm. And you be mm-hmm. like, okay, in mixed company, oh, this is so cute. Oh, that's so, oh my God, so great. I'm lifting the spirit of black kids at the black family home, honey, we don't play that because you need yeah. to your accolades or it don't mean shit. You know, yeah. and the, you know, but cue the, for Miss Blue though, cue for her, cue for Miss Her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has a whole picture of her drinking a, a, her sippy cup on the grand out of the Grammy. I said, like, Oh, you're just it was super cute. It was, Lord. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. She's a cute pie. She's a cutie pie. So yeah. that I was just like, I said, Okay, I said, This is, but anyway, nevertheless, she won her 28th, uh, and I, I just thought that was. Really, really nice. That was, was beautiful. Was, was yeah, really nice. well I think, deserved. I think it's absolutely great. It's well deserved. And I mm-hmm. always tell people, she might not be my cup of tea or my favorite person, but let, I have, I would always give the bitch her tans. Mm-hmm. I would I'm, give well, I'm so glad to hear you speak positively of her. No, I would speak positively of her. Because the thing about it is just because I always tell people that just be, I don't have to like somebody to speak positively of them, but just because you like them and love them doesn't mean I have to. And mm-hmm. I, and people are just people in this century are just not used to girls standing the ground about what the fuck they believe in, when they believe it, and how to believe in it. No, uh, oh, so, I said, well, I'm just yeah, glad yeah. you support her. No, I'm bitch, I know what you meant, Marquis. I know you, bitch. <laughs> no. I know you too. <laughs> but you know what? I, you I know. am well, Marquis. I answered your question and any other questions in the future or past that you may or may not have, <laughs> just so you know where I stand. So we're clear. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Clear as a window. Clear as a window. Sometimes foggy, sometimes not. Yeah. Oh. 
But anyway, I'm I'm very um I think that was great. And uh, let me just let me why I'm on this train. Kanye West was named um the richest black man in America, and I'm giving him his tens. I'm look at me giving girls their tens today. Like, <laughs> you gonna go from Beyonce to Kanye West? Really? I know, right? You really no no no. I'm giving girls their tens today. Let me tell you something, Miss Carmo. I see uh, Kirk Franklin in those, honey. You know you the music today. I feel like you know has you. Has you feeling away? Cause you are doing yeah. the Lord's work today. Go on. She's feeling merciful no, because, today. You know, she right. is merciful. It's not about being so- merciful. <laughs> I will. You think about it. Is I will always support my black people. But the one thing you're not going to do is play in my face. So if on that day. Beyonce is raggedy. She is raggedy on that day. If on that day she is fabulous, she is fabulous on that day. Because I respect her enough to say, bitch, that was trash. And it's just not fabulous because you're Beyonce. Oh, it's just not fabulous because you're Kanye. Because I respect you enough. I don't have to like you, but you are excellence. Now that's the damn truth. And you will be excellence, whether I do you or not. Now, a lot of people can't take that because if I, oh, you're not Mm -hmm. supporting. No, girl, I don't support you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we should. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, know, so made. but congratulations, Kanye. Now you're still a motherfucking asshole for supporting that goddamn Trump and being your crazy ass motherfucker. But congratulations, yeah. on being the richest man. I right was now. confused. I thought he they wasn't it like last year they were like oh he's broke or something and then now all of a sudden he's billionaire. Most, I, I most of us in uh, I guess his uh, clothing line, shoe line, Yeezus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. his label. Who's wearing that? Like, well, who's wearing that? That and, man. Uh, that's the thing. I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> but you know, but wait, but wait, I mean, uh, but wait a minute. Who Con- like him? Congratulations on your clothing line, and your shoe line, because you do deserve yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it, but congratulations to that. <laughs> Somebody's buying it. Somebody's buying it. But I tell you who is, but that would be putting a couple family members of mine out there. So no, I'm gonna leave that alone. But I must say, like, I, it was so great to see all of that. Um, Megan won her three Grammys. Oh my God. I yes. was thrilled oh. for her. Thrilled mm-hmm. for her. I was thrilled for Megan the Stallion. Now, I will say this you know, people on, you know, of course, social media was blowing up, honey. And you know, people call Cardi B's performance and Megan Thee Stallion's uh, performance crass. Bitch, shut up, okay? We are in the middle of a pandemic. I want to see some coochie popping. I want to see all of that. Stop whatever yes. conviction yes. it is that you have. Sh- be convicted. That's cool. Nobody's right. saying don't. Mm-hmm. But shut the hell up and let a girl do what she needs to do because I'm sorry... Yeah. Those two women work their asses off. They now, did. And it, me mm-hmm. at 41 years old, with the way that I was raised, what? by the mother that I was raised, am I good. allowed to proceed that way? Absolutely not. My mother, Andrea Cummings, is not having that. She However, said, I'm not going to do that. However, she can do it, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Andrea Cummings will find herself in water Zumba, getting her life to Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. And appreciates. What? The beauty, the talent, the work ethic, because no, no. they're mm-hmm. making a way for themselves. So, amen. Like everybody, like honestly, everybody had a good evening. Congratulations! And I actually, I actually called this. Uh, congratulations also to um, I wanted to several feature several other people. Uh, to Linda Ronstadt, that documentary actually beat Black is King for uh, Linda Ronstadt, the voice. If you guys don't know who Linda Ronstadt is, she's one of the greatest singers to ever fucking live. Yeah, and the whole story is about the fact that she lost her voice and she could not even recognize herself as a singer. Mm. Uh, so there was that, but 
for me, the funniest, believe me, the funniest, before we go here, the funniest um, Grammy uh, um, reaction of the night was when Ariana Grande called Lady Gaga and said, we want a mm -hmm. Grammy and it was sleep. Honey. <laughs> Gaga was sleep. Gaga was like, girl, I'm sleeping. Hey. I was sleep. Oh, well, sorry, Duran. Um, but so thank you for listening to Queer State of Mind. We will be back next week, y'all. So really quick, I want to give it up to the cast of Porgy and Bess who oh, won yes. uh, a, a, a Grammy for their for the best opera recording. I have so many friends right now that have Grammys, and I'm thrilled for them. Congratulations, honey. The only ones that we just have to win. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind. We love you. Say bye to Ron and everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. bye.